1 Corinthians 16. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Paul's rapid fire bullet points. And he gives as reminders without explanation. Verse 13, be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all you do be done in love. Paul gives these reminders. Peter does too, but why why this apostolic uh, method, if you will, of not only writing epistles with detailed argument and teaching, but also these rapid-fire short exhortations. Um, Be watchful, stand firm, be mature. Um, we We ought to be reminded often how often the New Testament does this. They're kind of like a cattle prod. They're a wake-up call. Not to instruct us primarily in what we don't know, but to remind us of what we know so we be walking in it. Fresh, fresh application of truth. Fresh obedience to the truth. So let's just think briefly how the New Testament does this. Jim, remember Lot's wife. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Greet the saints. Keep yourself from idols. Always the New Testament is firing these bullets at us. And they, are, they should be wake-up calls. Now Paul does this a couple times, several times in a magnificent way. Think of this. In Romans 12, in 10 verses... He just says this, let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with affection, outdo one another in showing honor, don't be slothful, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, that's a standalone, just serve the Lord, rejoice, be patient, be constant in prayer. Give to the needs of the saints. Show hospitality. All that in ten verses. No comment, no extra, just Paul is saying, saints, remember this. Here's how you're to live. And, you know, Peter does the same thing. And I I don't need to um, go over all of them, but just look at 2 Corinthians, the last chapter. And he does it there too. Second Corinthians thirteen eleven, he says, Finally, brethren, rejoice, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, be like minded, don't be in disagreement, don't you let your relationships drift apart through disagreement misunderstanding, miscommunication, or failure to actively love, be in agreement with one another, be it, uh, live in peace, greet one another with a holy kiss. So, 
why, do, why is this so important? Well, before we talk about that, let's just, let's just look at what he says there in the verse we read, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. No matter how much a church knows or how well the church has been taught or what we think we know, these exhortations should stir us up to active, practical, real, daily pursuit to walk in the truth. It doesn't matter how much we know if we're not walking in the truth and applying it and living it. So just be reminded of these things. Be watchful. Be watchful. It's the idea of vigilance. How easy is it to slumber, to just live in a fog, and not be watchful? Peter wasn't watchful, some, and it cost him. Be watchful. Be vigilant. Stay awake. Be on guard. Be watchful. Do we really live this way? Are we watchful every day we wake up? Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Standing firm. Not being willfully a bruised reed or a smoking flax. Not being weak. Not being tossed about by every wind of doctrine that comes along. Not hearing the persuasive philosophies of eloquent heretics and you're kind of shaken in what you believe be firm in the faith and there's so much that can can affect us and weaken us to weaken our resolve and we find ourselves not firm but weak wavering again galatians peter wavers And Paul has to withstand them to the face. Be watchful. Be vigilant. Stand firm in the faith. And then the third one. Act like men. That is, be mature. How many of us haven't laid hold of the maturity we could have if we had been more watchful and more vigilant? Be mature. Now, the... The excuse, the rationalization, the justification is, well, you know, only God's grace can make us mature. Yes. Paul says, be mature. He puts it on us. Which means there's a responsibility here to make every effort to add to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, and self-control, and love and charity put on these things so you and I are to ever be becoming mature I hadn't arrived not there yet there's areas in our lives if 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 the Holy Spirit were to freshly shine the searchlight on we would see and have to face immaturity be mature Paul says Be strong. Be strong. So, why? Why 
Why are these exhortations, when we read them, it's so easy, we know them, we've heard them preached on, and it's so easy when you read through the Bible, you get to Romans 12, you get to 1 Corinthians 16, you get to 2 Corinthians 13, you get to 1 Peter 5, Peter does it also. We can just read over them. And it doesn't, we don't settle down to freshly look in the mirror and say, am I this way? Is this lacking in my heart? Is this lacking in my walk and in my life? Where am I currently deficient? Did I walk in these things five years ago better than I am now? Have I lost ground? Why are these bullet shots across the bow that are to be wake-up calls this apostolic method, why is it so important? Well, number one, because we so easily forget. We do forget. We must be reminded over and over of truth that's foundational, that's practical, that's real. How then, as Schaefer said, how then should we live? Well, this is the way. This is why regular Bible reading is to be what it is. Remember, remember, My son, don't forget my law, Proverbs 3 and 5. Hebrews 13, 2. Don't forget to show hospitality. Remember to entertain strangers. You might might be with an angel and you didn't even know it. Colossians 4, Paul says, remember my bonds. He doesn't want the saints to forget his bonds. Jude 1, or Jude verse 17. Beloved, remember the words of the apostles. And then he says that they remind that they told us that these things would happen. Remember the words of the apostles. Hebrews thirteen, sixteen. Remember to do good and forget not. We do forget. We've forgotten things that God spoke to us very clearly a month ago because we hadn't applied it enough. We don't remember. I can't remember the last time I was here. I do remember it was 36 years ago. I can't remember how many times I've been here in Arkansas. See how we don't remember? We are, I am in Missouri. I'm just saying we don't remember. Sometimes we don't know. We can't recall. We can't, but we must be reminded. Now let me just think of this. Think of this with me. Let's just pick an area. Um... Being hospitable. Don't forget to entertain strangers. Don't forget to be hospitable. Did God ever really speak to you about this through a sermon, through a book, through anyone, and it really resonated? It came fresh to you. It was in your heart to do it. And you did it for about a month. And you hadn't been good at it since. Having brethren over or inviting them out for fellowship, it was real for a while, but now are we doing it? I would venture to guess, at least I know it is in our church probably, that those who have been in our midst three years or longer, there's several, you've probably never intentionally had a personal time with yet. If so, praise the Lord. But how much has that not happened? And it could have. 
because God at a point in time made that real to you and you could have begun to walk in it consistently every month. We have a bunch of guys in our church that live in a house together and they, they said, you know, we need to be with all the couples more. And I said, well, so we got to talking and I said, well, why don't y'all do this, get a calendar and every month get a Sunday on an off uh, non-church lunch Sunday and once a month, you guys invite a family out here, and you cook them dinner, and you serve them, and you get to know them. And they, they hadn't started it yet, but I think they will. But the point is, if we're not intentional about that command or the other ones, we will neglect them. We'll forget what God has said to us. So, secondly... We not only need these because we forget, we also neglect. We, we neglect what we know. We neglect what is real to us. We neglect what's up here, but it doesn't get here, and it doesn't get here, and in our feet into action. We do neglect things, these admonitions of the New Testament. Uh, even when we remember, we, we tend to neglect. But negligence of the truth is disobedience to the truth. We have truth resident in our lives for 5 years, 20 years, 40 years, 50 years that right now is probably dormant because we're neglecting it. This is why Paul says things like, I urge you, brethren, I beseech you, brethren, this, this call by God, by the Holy Spirit, through Scripture, to wake up and walk in and apply the current truth and the vital foundational realities that you already know, but you're not living in. I mean, most of us aren't living up to half of what we know, and our need is not a lot of more new knowledge. It's to live at least to be living in the fresh reality of what we do know and then keep adding truth and gaining more knowledge. Because the Lord said, if you know these things, what? Happy are you if you do them. Joy comes from the doing, the obedience. So it's a great, wonderful, wonderful reality. Be watchful. Stand firm. Be mature. Be strong. And in all you do, be loving. What a what a what a call. If I just concentrated in that way on those things, I think there'd be a lot more joy, a lot more flourishing, a lot more reality. Um, and I do think of Paul's doing this again to the Thessalonians. End of 1 Thessalonians, don't turn there, but he says this. Admonish the idle. Encourage the faint-hearted. Be patient with everyone. Seek to do good to one another. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in everything. Don't quench the spirit. Don't despise prophecies. Test all things, hold 
fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Brethren, as we read the New Testament, take notice of these bullet points, this rapid fire of the apostles and of God through them to say to us, stay on track. Keep living it. Keep applying it. Because that's where the reality of joy and godliness through our lives will impact others. Our life can be more of a sermon more and more as we live out um, the reality of what the Lord always reminds us with, with these simple, urgent exhortations. And Paul used the word intentionally, I urge you to do this. Once he said, I urge you to pray for me. So there, we ought to have this urgency in heart to walk in the light we have and live it consistently. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for this simple reminder, and yet it's so needed in our lives. Would You make these things real to us in a fresh way? Would You... Would you deal with us and grip us and, and convince us and convict us that we can walk more as we ought and obey these exhortations that your word gives. Help us, Lord, we ask. In the name of our Savior, amen.